You're listening to The Impulse Project, episode 11, featuring music from the demo scene and the tracking community.
Hello everybody, welcome to the Impulse Project. This is episode 11, and today we're doing things maybe a little bit differently. Uh, Brian and I are back as usual, and we are focusing on Forever 2016. And this was a uh, compo in which uh, there was a lot of great music, and we're going to share a lot of that great music with you guys, so all of our tracks today will be particularly from that party. So the Forever Party takes place in Hornasucha Trenchin in Slovakia. And this is the 17th party for uh, Forever. It's run by a group of guys. They get together and they have, you know, a bunch of different compos. And it mostly focuses on the 8-bit, uh, the 8-bit demo scene. So uh, if you look at the subtitle of the party, it's called Defender of the 8-Bits. And uh, so a lot of the tracks we're going to play today are, you know, C64, um, kind of like stuff from the AY, like the uh, AY uh, 38910 and uh, the YM 2149. And uh, so you're going to hear uh, a lot of really cool stuff and all this stuff made it into uh, each of the compos. Exactly. And if you want to find out more about the combo, you can head over to forever-party.net. We'll obviously have a link to that in our show notes as well. And uh, there you can see a little bit more about the latest news and, and what's going on. And, and they kind of use that as their website for all of their Forever compos. So every year it'll be updated with the newest one. Um, they've already got the information up for Forever 2017 up. So you can check that out as well. And so, yeah, we want to do an episode based on Forever Party. And then we're also going to do another one on revision and that's going to be out uh, about next week so we're keeping these episodes a little bit shorter so we can kind of just touch on on each of the parties and i think it'll be a lot of fun to listen to and then you'll have something to listen to uh uh soon again so it'll be a a lot of fun exactly so it looks like today uh brian went completely sid and i went completely specky so (laughs) (laughs) that that track that brought us in was the adventures of dr sid and that was your pick right yeah, so The Adventures of Dr. Sid, this is a C64 executable, and this took third place in the Commodore 64 music compo. It was composed by the guard of Svenon Acid, and the code and graphics were done by Motion. And this track is, is I don't know, I just, when I first heard it, I, I was, I couldn't stop, like, bouncing my head and <laughs> just really got into it. It was, uh... I don't know. I think it was. It might be one of my favorite of the of the whole um, party. So it definitely it changed up a bit. It started a bit trancy, and then it got mm-hmm. like a more like hard floor style. The beats got a little heavier. Um, you know, I, I was remembering. I think the last show that we put out on our Facebook group, one of our listeners, I was actually a friend of mine, um, was talking about overusage of arpeggios and how sometimes yeah, they bother yeah, yeah. them. I think this has some really tasteful use of arpeggio. They kind of they fade in. They're very soft. They're not hard on the ears at all. They were really well done on this track. Yeah. Uh, I do like how the towards the end of the track or maybe midway in, it changes a complete rhythm change, uh, beat change, and um, also kind of a melody change and also a key change. Yeah. It's like really, really uh, you know, puts everything into a new perspective at the last maybe minute or minute and a half of the track and i think there's a lot of diversity in this in this piece too uh from what you can get out of the c64 you know <laughs> really good use of the filters and uh just a lot of energy yeah there were a couple of measures there where it got a little like glitchy dubstepy too so it, it kind of it, it met a lot of those different kinds of dance tropes that you see in in lots of songs 
Yeah. So a little bit about the composer, uh, Vigard Wolf de Vick. He is a Norwegian composer, and he was also a member of Scoopex and Melon Design. And uh, so I found this little quote, actually, on uh, Commodore 64 Scene Database. And he wrote, The genie from the magic lamp stood before me, and with his deep voice, he said, you have three channels. Use them wisely. And so <laughs> I, I, I thought that was I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so we started off doing music in the early 90s, and it looks like he's got almost 100 tracks floating around, uh, all different formats. But then um, he got into DJing, um, and he stuck with that for about 10 years and was like completely removed from the scene. And then in 2009, his stuff started popping up again. So it's just... It's really interesting that he took such a long break and huh. then he was like, you know what? I miss it coming back. And now all the stuff he puts out is awesome. That's really cool. I'm sure he's yeah. got a lot of experience and probably a lot of influence from a lot of the uh, DJ sets that he used to do too. So it's probably influenced, oh, sure. especially this track. I mean, you could definitely tell there's modern dance influence here. Oh, big time. Anyways, I think we are on to the next one. So what do you got on the Specky format for us? Next up is Specky. This is called Heart's Ease by Buzzkey.
All right, welcome back. That was Heart's Ease, and that was an AY track in specky format by Buzzkey, uh, otherwise known as Andre Buzz from Vladivostok in the Russian Federation. And that took third place in the ZX Spectrum category in this compo. Um, I got a very, I want to say like, like an RPG town where something yeah, really it, terrible has happened. Like, it's a very dire <laughs> situation, but there's still, like, light and there's still hope. Like, it's heroic, but very dire at the same time. Yeah, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a, like a like a slow-moving Caribbean vibe, but mm. not really, not so much with, like, a, you know, your... You know your Caribbean tropes like the uh, steel drum and stuff like that. It was more of like a like a mellow, like an ocean kind of wave, just up and down. Yeah, I thought the the volume envelopes and uh, some of the different registers in in sound were just so well perfected. And this it's funny because this is a track that actually I picked out, and then I noticed you already picked it, and I was like, ah. <laughs> but um, but the, no, but the benefit is we get to hear it anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I love the the melody in this. I think it's just it's so clean. The uh, like I said, the volume uh, it hits and peaks just the right moments, and uh, the little kind of trills with the uh, you know kind of key offs and you know all that jazz. It's just it's just so well done that it makes me uh, just. I can't stop tapping my foot. Like I was yeah. grooving the whole time. I like the fact that there's such a focus on the bass at the beginning, even so much as like having two different bass channels and two different speakers, you know, on, on, on the left and right channel. And they would kind of harmonize with each other and then split apart. And then you'd get the little, um, you know, the little twinkly keyboards. And it just felt like there was a, there was just so much going on for having only three channels to work with. Right. But I mean, you can see why we had to kind of push the uh, the forever party and, you know, revision and stuff back because we really wanted to introduce that AY chip and, uh, you know, give everybody a real sense of, of what it can do prior to, to playing it. And I think we, we we did it justice bringing it in an episode uh, right before this. And now you can kind of get a, a good grasp of, of the chip itself. Totally. This would have been a SID party had we gone any earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far as Andre Buzz or Buzzkey goes, uh, he's he's kind of a ghost. Um, you look him up on on scene.org, and this this track right here is the only thing that he's credited for. Um, I was able to track him down on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com/buzzkey. Um, he only has a uh, about 15 tracks from. It's called the Point of Intersection OST, which he describes as a soundtrack for a never uh, <clears throat> for a never published old school game. And um, so the stuff on his SoundCloud is a little more modern sounding. There's some, it's, it's definitely sequenced, but the, the instruments sound much more up to date, you know, like live drum uh, samples and stuff like that. And it's actually a really good soundtrack. It's definitely worth checking out. There's a lot of really, you know, fast, hectic moments, but then he's got some nice piano pieces that sound a little bit more like this track. Well, it's funny that you say he's such a ghost because all the tracks that we're playing today took place or were released between March 18th, March 20th of this year. Yeah. So he must have been at the party and somebody, you know, knew who he is and he has some connection somewhere. He's an but, internet uh, ghost. He's an internet ghost. He's, yeah. he's a, definitely a corporeal entity live, but we just can't <laughs> find him on the web anywhere. Um, but even even his, his bio, like he doesn't have a bio on, a, on SoundCloud. There's really nothing except for, you know, where he comes from and his name and these 15 tracks. Like I've searched all over. So, hey, man, if you're listening, let us know. Who are yeah. you? Who are you? Who are you? And why do you make such <laughs> awesome music? And please make more. That, that's all. Yeah. I, that's all I care about. <laughs> Join the discussion on Facebook. Uh, 
yeah make some make some tunes for us totes so you're ready to move on to the the next track please hit me with it all right so this actually took first place in the commodore 64 music compo and the track is called the first storm and it's composed by cosmo Welcome back. That was the first storm for the 8580 chip, and it was composed by Cosmo of Bliss, and it took first place in the Commodore 64 Music Compo for Forever 2016. That was so good. Wasn't it? I just loved it. It gave me like a Daft Punk kind of vibe, man. Yeah. Just like a Euro techno. I was, I was grooving big time to that one. I got to be honest, I did not think that the C64 or the SID chip could produce that kind of sound with uh, with the wind. Oh, yeah, me too. I was really surprised about that. Yeah, I, I was like, what? Wait, what am I? Li- is this a SID track? And then 
I double checked. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And uh, yeah, there's just so many uh, really awesome, like key subtleties, I think, in this in this track that uh, make it really unique. So you listen to the beginning and it starts off, you know, really kind of um, like that wind, like that first storm. And then the, uh, the arps start coming in and another really subtle use of arpeggios in this track. And then um, the bass starts kicking in and then then eventually you get that melody and i think it it just really feels very coherent and uh the structure is really well put together it's a fantastic track no wonder it took first place yeah no i would definitely put this on top of my list too i love that part towards the end where it kind of slows down it almost sounds like a like a guitar solo comes right. in kind of just ties the whole song together and then there's like a little reprise after that and then that wind picks back up it's just like the perfect ending to this track yeah a little joe satriani or something <laughs> in there no it's 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 really cool and the reason why um i i picked this so actually to to be quite honest i was gonna go with something else because i was like you know what i kind of fell in love with this other track and then uh i put this on throughout the day and i just kept listening to it over and over and every time i heard it it grew on me a little bit more and after you know hearing it six or seven times i was like man there's there's no way i can pass this up and not play this on an impulse project episode so uh definitely wasn't gonna make the cut you know it like or it definitely made the cut so um very very awesome composer very awesome chip tune and uh it's just i don't know it's unbelievable what these guys can put out even today it still you know blows my mind all these new compos and all these different one hour chip you know competitions just there's so much so involved always moving yeah i haven't heard much from cosmo so i'm gonna have to go check out more of his stuff if he's got more quality tunes like this under his sleeve right so he is a member of bliss and he used to be a member of the special brothers in desire and for this track specifically um there, it was actually a c64 executable and he did the cr- the graphics and the text all the coding for that um, it wasn't like really flashy or anything like that, but it was, you know, he did do all the coding on it, which is, is pretty awesome. It's like a multi-talented uh, asset right there. Cool. So I thought it was pretty awesome. Now, he also submitted this. He submitted a few versions of this track. He submitted a 6581 version of the chip, and he also submitted it for the MSX compo. So he was, I think he was kind of, you know, throwing a bunch of versions out there and see which one stuck. And I, this is the definitely the best, I think, of, of the three. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I want to hear that MSX version, though. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he was doing stuff. He started out on the Amiga with Soundtracker in 1989. He's done a ton of music for the scene, but only in 2015 did he rediscover his love and passion for the SID chip and start doing music on it. That's so- crazy. That's when I discovered my love and passion for SID music. <laughs> We're like twinsies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what have you composed lately, Ed? Um, uh, pass. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's it's just insane. Like he he's really hasn't had much time with the, the the chip itself, and he's already you know pumping stuff out like this. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, excellent track. What do we got next? Next up is our last track. This one's called Eternal Defender from Lamer Pinky. This is also a uh, ZX Spectrum track.
back, that was Eternal Defender by Lamer Pinky. That was in the Static Spectrum format. Um, and uh, I don't know if the last track I played, that Heartseize track, if that was an RPG town, then I think this is the track that plays at the end of that game where the credits roll. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, <laughs> this is the this is the best way to end the show because it sounds like you're ending a video game. Yeah, it sounds totally. like you're watching the, the credits just roll down and your guys are riding off into, you know, into the sunset or sailing off into the, the ocean. I don't know. His, awesome track uh, though. Yeah. His, his mastery of stereo, I think is, is fantastic. Everything feels like it's exactly where it should be in your ears when you've right. got headphones on. Very important actually to listen to this track in the ACB format mm-hmm. because you know, I, I noticed that too. When you're listening to the melody, uh, he'll have the uh, like the main, almost like a. I'm, I'm going to relate this to an instrument, but you, you hear like a like a saxophone in the in the left ear, and then uh, or in like the right ear, and then you'll hear like a trumpet kind of in the in the left ear, and they're kind of playing off each other that way. And it's so it's really important to have it in the right stereo format. Yeah, he used some pretty cool tricks too. I almost felt like I heard maybe like more than three voices there along with the drum kit you know sometimes too so it was really cool use of of the stereo and the arpeggio kind of trick your brain into thinking there's like multiple you know more layers than there actually are going on at once right no i thought it was a lot of fun uh when i first heard it i I wasn't expecting this actually i wasn't expecting something so uh kind of cheerful and um uh like peppy Mm. but uh because you know a lot of the other stuff that was entered into the compo had a more like kind of like a, a little bit of a darker feel to it a little more you know techno little house heavy and uh, so hearing this was kind of like a breath of fresh air because it was just so incredibly different than everything around it yeah i think that kind of seems to be more the the trend from the stuff that i've been hearing coming out within the past year or so or things aren't so dusk popish anymore things are getting a little <laughs> right. more industrial a little i mean that's cool with me um but you know a lot of these chips just sound so great when they have bright tones and and very you know fast fun uh keyboard leads this one kind of for me it kind of sits somewhere in the middle i think it's got a very uh heroic and 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 feel of like a some sort of a finality but it's also kind of uplifting at the same time well i think the 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 fact that it's much slower than a lot of other tracks too the you can you can really you know fully hear each each note as it's played and then hear it end too like instead of getting chopped off early by you know a, another channel or uh, another key on it it really like plays its in, in its entirety so you get these really beautiful like you know trailing notes and uh, I think that that adds to the the brightness of it yeah it goes a long way for helping the flow of the track too it doesn't sound so robotic and this this needs to sound um, you know those na- those notes have to fade properly in order to get the right feel for this song. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Lamer Pinky is known as Peter Klusal. He's from the Czech Republic, and he is a member of the Gemba Boys, a Czechoslovakian demo group. Um, he used Vortex Tracker for the um, for the composition of this song, and this song actually took first place in the ZX Spectrum Music category. So, you know, you were you were right. I think maybe the judges might have been hearing a lot of these darker tracks and were like, "Hey, you know, this is something that's really different this time around." You know, and they Outside they put the it box, up at the top. Yeah of the list yeah um you can also check them out on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash lamer hyphen 
Pinky, and uh, there he's got a whole bunch of cool stuff. A lot of ZX Spectrum tracks, a lot of some more uh, like fake bit or, or newer sounding tracks. Uh, it's funny up at the up to the top of his SoundCloud, he's got a banner that says ZX Spectrum rules forever. So he's he's really a fan of the AY chip. Yeah, that's that's totally awesome. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig a little deeper because I I've never heard of him and this was this is my first introduction, but it was a very good way to to be introduced to such an awesome composer. Yeah, it's uh it's funny if you go to he has this track posted on SoundCloud and uh, if you go to the track you can see you know the comments at the bottom and the very first comment is uh, yours me a congratulating him on winning the competition so it's a little <laughs> repeat from somebody that we are very familiar with on this show so you know I was really surprised I think this year um, you know forever party is it's not it's not a huge party it doesn't compare to some of the other ones uh, that are that are held throughout the year but it did house about I think about a hundred people um, all the competition entries really, really surprised me this year. I, I didn't expect to see so many solid, uh, solid entries as far as you know the music compos go and the the coding compos and graphics. There was just so many. Uh, it was so hard to pick out uh, different tracks. I mean, even we we picked four out of the uh, out of all the entries that that made it in and got ranked. And uh, it just seems like any one of those would have been a perfect fit on the show. There was a lot of really, really good tracks as compo. Absolutely. I'm not as, you know, familiar with the scene as you are. I'm still kind of a noob at this stuff. So, uh, you know, looking through these tracks, I was like, which one am I going to pick? Like every single one I picked, I'm like, oh, yeah, this one's going in the show. And I listened to the next one. I was like, "Okay, no, this one is going into the show. So I really had to, like, you know, listen to them all several times to see, you know, and then and then stop listening to them and kind of. Um, figure out which ones were running through my which, which ones I couldn't stop humming and those are the ones that I definitely <laughs> wanted to pick because those are the most memorable to me so well I, well I told you the same thing with the first storm I had to listen to it like you know five or six times before I was like okay I can't get this out of my head it's definitely going to be on the on the episode all this stuff you know as it was kind of trickling in from uh, the competition results you know I was kind of checking out but uh, it's it's really cool that you know you can hear all this stuff in its entirety and it's brand spanking new so yeah. to be able to to have these parties continue and uh you know keep keep going and keep going strong is is really awesome and what's really awesome is we have another party to kind of spotlight in our next episode yeah revision 2016 will be next and you know as you were saying before you brought up a good point that a lot of these um parties are not just music you know it's art it's demos it's coding uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff so on our facebook page what we're going to do is we're going to take some of our favorite visual demos a lot of which also have some really awesome music to accompany company them right. um, and we're going to post up some YouTube links on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash impulse project and show you some of the our favorite demos from forever and then once we release our revision show we're going to do the same thing for that yeah so if you guys see you know uh, stuff that's not on YouTube or if, if you want us to uh, to rip something and put it up on uh, on there let us know too because I you know I found a few that that I couldn't find actual you know released videos of and you know we had to go make them ourselves so if uh, there's anything you guys want to see let us know or if you want to upload some stuff that's that's definitely awesome you know some of this stuff kind of you know gets notoriety and then it and then it sits and it doesn't really hear you don't really hear much about it for for a while and you know it's a shame because if it were on YouTube if we're on these other platforms uh, that make it more accessible 
I think that uh, a lot more people would be uh, be able to uh, appreciate and, and enjoy what they're what they're producing. Yeah, there's been a bunch of people on our group that have posted either their own demos or demos just, you know, that they've really enjoyed or grew up with over the years. And it's, it's for me personally, when I'm sitting there on a slow day at work and totally bored, it's it's so fantastic to watch squiggly lines go across the screen. It really helps. <laughs> it makes my day go by so much quicker. So keep on doing that. Yeah. If you want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at impulseproject.info. That's basically just kind of the hub of where, you know, the, the show notes and the tracks and stuff are. Um, again, you know, Facebook is, is probably your best bet for communication. And you can also find us on Twitter at ImpulseCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back in a week for our next episode on the Revision 2016 party. Can't wait. We'll see you guys then. Adios.